сюжетом, мам сюжетом не полова. Я козака не любити, коли чорні брови. І сама я не знаю, що діяти маю. Чи прости, чи прости, сама не вантаю. І сама я не знаю, що діяти маю. Чи прости, чи прости, сама не вантаю. Чи то мам сюжетом, мам сюжетом, коли сочки. Я козака не любити, коли чорні очки. І сама я не знаю, що діяти маю. Чи прости, чи прости, сама не вантаю. І сама я не знаю, що діяти маю. Чи прости, чи прости, сама не вантаю. Як дівчини не любити, коли чепуриться І сам же я не знаю, що діяти маю Чи прости, чи прости, сам я не вартаю І сам же я не знаю, що діяти маю Чи прости, чи прости, сам я не вартаю Житло мам сюжитом, мам сюжитом, не ячмінка Як дівчини не любити, коли українка І сам же я не знаю, що діяти маю Чи прости, чи прости, сам я не вартаю І сам же я не знаю, що діяти маю Чи прости, чи прости, сам я не вартаю From Edmonton, Alberta, that was Millennia with a song about rye and mother's advice, Je Tomate. Vitaju vas vsih šenovni radio suhači na radio peredaču naš holos radio krinskoho korinja. Pred mikrofoni Pavlina Djakuju Štori še lepere buti zimnoju nastupnu hodinu. Hello there and welcome to Naš Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm your host Pavlina. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a great program lined up for you. We have news from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine Today, as well a very interesting, a review rather, of a very interesting book. As well, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, a song that goes back a few years to about the 1980s. It is performed by a group called Dumka from an album, a vinyl album, recorded back in the 1980s. The album name is called Soundscape. And here is a song about uh, something that's pretty common these days, at least on the west coast of Canada. Tumanyarum, Mist in the Ravine. Стояла, ти 
Listen to Nash Holes without using your web browser? Well, it's very easy. Download Stitcher's Smart Radio for iPhone and Android. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com.
from Montreal. That was Chetam Shena and another song that speaks to the weather. Oinohori doshi dea. It's raining in the mountains. And you know, you really can't do anything about the weather. You got to take what you get. So what the heck, you might as well just dance. So strap on those dancing boots. Here is Prairie Crocus from Winnipeg and the Highland Shotis. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is a bi-weekly series sponsored by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, featuring stories of Ukrainians and Jews working together in solidarity and harmony to restore and strengthen centuries-old bonds and affinities nearly destroyed by hostile outside forces in the bloody 20th century and even today. Tune in next week for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Yeah.
nesse casal Que tomar, que pensar, que tomar, tomar, coração Foi como da começa, leitava-se Tudo bem, vai Vibrado e quando a pele que orbitava-se Anatoly Rudenko and the Folklore Ensemble Kiev with Oikum Dokume Zalitsevsia. And coming up next is another group from Ukraine, and this goes back a few years. It is the Kiev Orchestra of Folk Instruments and Ususida Khatabila. <music> Corner Book Reviews by Myra Junik Ukrainian Stories in English In this edition of Knishka Corner we will be discussing Stacy Zembritsky's book According to Baba a collaborative oral history of Sudbury's Ukrainian community According to Baba is the story of Sudbury's Ukrainian community during the years 1901 to 1939. Working with her grandmother, her Baba, Stacy used oral history interviews to trace the community's complicated social networks and political groups. This engrossing book discloses with honesty and respect what happened when Stacy tried to capture these experiences through oral history. In 2001, Stacy Zembritsky was a graduate student doing doctoral research. While looking for a topic, she remembered her Baba's stories about Sudbury 
and decided to focus on an oral history of Sudbury's Ukrainian community. While the history of Ukrainian-Canadian settlement on the prairies has been well documented, there was very little information about Ukrainian-Canadian communities in mining towns such as Sudbury, Ontario. Stacy began her project by asking for volunteers at St. Mary's Ukrainian Catholic Church in Sudbury to share their stories. No one responded. Stacy needed help, and her baba started calling her friends. The resulting research project was an unconventional oral history, which was a collaboration between Stacy and her grandmother. During the interviews, Baba frequently interrupted the process and interjected her views on the topic being discussed. Frustrated at her lack of control, Stacy decided that the only way to get through her research project was to share authority with her Baba. She tells readers that for her this project was about working with my Baba and listening deeply to stories about her home, her identity, and ultimately her community. In total, the two interviewed 72 people. The resulting 2007 dissertation eventually became the book According to Baba, a collaborative oral history of Sudbury's Ukrainian community. This book examines several important aspects of the Sudbury Ukrainian-Canadian community from 1901 to 1939 in its five chapters. Building, recreating home and community, solidifying organized Ukrainian life, contesting confrontational identities, cultivating Depression-era households, and remembering Baba Sudbury. The early chapters describe Stacy's family history. These were very difficult economic times as the Sudbury mining industry was developing, and then came the Depression years. Families struggled to feed their children, to keep a roof over their heads, and to establish a social and religious network to preserve their Ukrainian culture and traditions. According to Baba, is an important story which details the growth of the Ukrainian community in Sudbury through the eyes of its participants. The personal details and observations give readers great insights into the lives and personal moments of these pioneers of Ukrainian community life in Sudbury. Their dedication to building churches and community centers shows the importance of preserving Ukrainian traditions in their lives through religion, education, concerts, drama productions, and other community events. Although this book is the result of an academic endeavor, readers will definitely enjoy the stories of the interviews. There are extensive footnotes and a lengthy bibliography for anyone wanting to do further research. The discussion of the process of oral history is at times repetitive, but it is important to understanding how the book was produced and why it turned out the way it did. A particularly interesting aspect of this book is Stacy's examination of the role of the Ukrainian Labor Farm Temple Association in Sudbury. Communist sympathizers are rarely discussed in historical accounts in a positive light, but this book reveals that they played an important sociocultural and educational role in the community. Stacy Zimbritsky is a professor in the Department of History at Concordia University in Montreal. She has written for several academic journals, including Oral History, Canadian Historical Review, Journal of Modern Jewish Studies, Urban History Review, and the Journal of Canadian Studies. Along with Anna Scheftel, Stacy edited the book Oral History Off the Record Toward an Ethnography of Practice, which won the 2014 Oral History Association 
Book Award. According to Baba was published in 2014 and is accompanied by the website www.sudburyukrainians.ca. Currently, Stacy is working on an oral history about the environment and health in the Sudbury region, as well as a book about Holocaust stories. According to Baba, was a finalist for the 2016 Kubzar Literary Award. According to Baba, is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Ukrainian remake of Alan Jackson's Chattahoochee, and that was definitely set in Ukraine by a Ukrainian artist by the name of Anton Mucharsky. Bringing it closer to home, we're going to sort of stay on the topic of water, and the way the rain's coming down, we just might need one of these. This is the Ukrainian Prairie Band from right here in the Fraser Valley, and Choven, the boat. <laughs> Thank you. 
Vyslúchejte radiopredáču Náš holos Rádio Krínskoho Koríňa na bohatomovní radiostancii AM 1320 u misi Vancouveri. Hovorit Pavlina. You're listening to Náš holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Now the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. At least six Ukrainian soldiers have been wounded after militant fire overnight. As TSN news agency reports, they were immediately transported to hospitals at neighboring regions. The most intense shelling happened in the Mariupol area, which still remains a hot spot on the Donbass conflict zone map. Separatists used 122mm cannon artillery systems and mortars of both calibers in the villages of Shirokine, Vodyane and Lebedinske. Ukraine's ADO headquarters reports 29 cases when combined Russian separatist forces attacked Ukrainian army positions in eastern Ukraine in the past 24 hours, including 20 in the Mariupol sector, 6 barrages in the Luhansk sector and 3 in the Donetsk sector. The best day in Ukraine's ATO zone has brought a loss. One Ukrainian soldier died with seven more wounded. The ATO press service reports an intensification in militant fire around Donbass. Russian-backed separatists have performed 61 attacks overnight, using mortars and cannons along the whole front line. 29 cases of the truce being broke were recorded in the Luhansk zone. As has appeared to be constantly the case, the townships of Novo-Oleksandrivka, Krimske, Bohuslavske, Novozvanivka and Popasna. Militants fired mortars, grenade launchers and small arms in this sector. 23 provocations have happened in the Mariupol area, with the separatists firing 152 and 122 caliber artillery. Nine cases of shelling have taken place in the Donetsk areas with the very same type weapons. Right-wing organization Misanthropic Division claimed responsibility for murdering Arseny Pavlov, the warlord of Donbass separatists and leader of one of the military divisions fighting against Ukrainian soldiers. The organization's members have published a short video where they admit killing the notorious Russian-backed separatists. They threaten to do the same with other leaders of the self-proclaimed republics. There is another version of the murder reported by Ukrainian volunteer Roman Donik. According to him, Pavlo was bound by members of some local military brigade led by the Abkhazian servicemen. Pavlov's wife had a few disputes with their members and openly despised them. In response, they had been threatening to kill the separatists. Arseniy Pavlo was killed on October the 16th by an explosion in a building lift. The so-called Prime Minister of self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic, Oleksandr Zaharchenko, declared the killing had been staged by the Ukrainian security services and it was a declaration of war by Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko. The terrorist was known for acting barbarously towards war hostages. He has committed a series of war crimes, including the killing of unarmed Ukrainian captive soldier, Donetsk airport defender, hero of Ukraine, Ihor Branovitsky. Bomb disposal experts risk their lives no less than their army counterparts directly fighting with an enemy. Because militants act treacherously, leaving hidden deadly surprises in the ground. The landmines and tripwires are exactly what D-miners deal with. It may be quiet there and no combat action happening, but D-miners are always fully equipped. However, mine detecting sets don't safeguard in all situations because they sometimes cannot locate anti-personal mines. The work of bomb disposal is to find out and deactivate mines. 200-gram TNT block is enough for that purpose. Deactivation takes place away from inhabited areas. As bomb disposal experts say, they mainly find anti-personal fragmentation mines. And if a person trips it, a fatal outcome follows or that person can become disabled for life. Even most experienced specialists can make mistakes. A D-miner makes a mistake only once, and that's it. Bomb disposal technicians have their own superstitions. No photographing, showering or shaving before the operation. Only when the work is done, they can have a sigh of relief. A warfare with mines is treacherous. It's not a battle with heroic victories. 
They silently, without fuss and public recognition, daily win a treacherous enemy. It's there who draw the line under wars. They eliminate last traces of war up to remains of shells, even when combat actions are over. A massive build-up of military equipment in the occupied part of Donbass has been reported by the volunteer initiative Inform Napalm. The shots, which have been taken by drone aircrafts, show the whole reinforced battalion tactical group of the Russian occupation forces. Several models of the spotted military equipment clearly point to the Russian origin. In the area of Chistakovo, the aerial intelligence has recorded Russian militants who were stationed at the sector close to a military firing range. The photos also demonstrate a convoy of 20 tanks, 25 infantry fighting vehicles, four 122mm self-propelled howitzers, five armored personal carriers, one surface-to-air missile system mounted on an armored vehicle along with other types of equipment. These drones have also provided footage of two meteorite mine-clearing vehicles that are exclusively serving in the Russian army. They are used to defeat manpower in 45 ruins, as happened during the assault of Donetsk airport by Russian-backed forces. The Russian security service continues searching the homes of Crimean Tatars in Bakhchisarai, according to Zair Smedlyev, head of the Central Election Committee of the Kurultai. He says Russian FSB raided the homes of Enver Abduveliev and Asan Serverov, there being accused of participating in a volunteer battalion at the border of occupied Crimea and Ukraine. Computers have been confiscated from both houses. Today, there are two court hearings scheduled for the Crimean Tatars, both men are being charged with taking part in a terrorist group, along with other fictional crimes. As well today, Elmi Omerov, deputy head of the Majlis, will be interrogated, being accused of encroachment on territorial integrity of Russia after his interview, where he stated Crimea is not part of Russia. The first four prison sentences were given to Kharkiv anti-Maidan activists. Mondan was Donbass warlord Arseny Pavlov, killed on October the 16th. Four people who tried to seize the Kharkiv Region Administration building were sentenced to five years in prison. Two of them with a suspended sentence of three years. Some other 60 anti-Maidan activists are still awaiting their court decisions. The arrested man participated in rallies in April 2014, which grew into mass unrest. Pro-Russian activists got intel and seized the administration house. The trial on them has been in the process since 2014. They're accused of organizing public rights accompanied with violence, arson, destruction of property and seizure of buildings. The verdict hasn't come into effect yet, so the defendants have time to appeal. But Kharkiv Patriots say they have been waiting for that decision since summer 2014. On October the 10th, the German city of Passau hosted a panel discussion on the future of Europe with NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg, European Council President Donald Tusk and European Parliament President Martin Schulz. The all call for the extension of sanctions against Russia because of the latter's activities in eastern Ukraine and Syria. At the same time, Schulz said that the EU's goal is to keep the channel for dialogues open with the Russians in order to avoid the situation when Russia becomes a pariah. Tusk also stated that normal relations with Russia is a priority, but the sanctions must be prolonged because the purpose of the restrictions hasn't been reached yet. Five hours of talks were needed for the Normandy group to prepare a new document, which outlined steps to reach peace in eastern Ukraine. It was called a roadmap for the Minsk Agreement's implementation. The presidents of France, Ukraine, Russia and the Chancellor of Germany met at around 7 in the evening Kyiv time and came to the common understanding late at night. The draft provides a list of gradual measures regarding the Minsk agreements, what obligations and time deadlines the parties have. The final 
document will have been worked on by the end of November, when the foreign ministers of the four countries adopt the finalized roadmap. Most of the time we talked about the security issues, and we emphasized that all components of the security issues within the Minsk agreements are integral part of the roadmap. Those are a withdrawal of foreign troops and access of the OSCE special monitoring mission to all the territory, including the contact line and uncontrolled part of Ukraine-Russia border. Angela Merkel, together with François Hollande, directly after the meeting, discussed the Syrian question with Vladimir Putin. At around 2 a.m. Kyiv time, the German and French leaders come up before the journalists for a press conference. Merkel states before finalizing the roadmap, a lot of work must be done, and adds that security issues should be solved along with the political part of the Minsk. If you look closer at the Minsk deal, Ukraine gets a control over its border only in the end of the Minsk process. Before it happens, we have agreed that OSCE observers can easily travel up to the border. Sometimes it's possible, sometimes problematic. The Russian president confirmed it. When a law on local elections in Donbass is adopted and elections are underway, then we can talk about an armed mission of the OSCE. Today in Brussels, Merkel and Olin will discuss Russia's actions in Ukraine and Syria, together with the EU members during the European Council summit. Pavlo Klinkin, Ukraine's foreign minister, has talked about the speed-up of visa-free regime introduction for Ukraine with Margot Wallström, his Swedish colleague. The meeting took place in Luxembourg, where the head of Ukraine's foreign ministry is paying his working visit on October the 16th the 17th. There, he has scheduled a couple of meetings in a format Ukraine plus EU Friends of Ukraine. He will also have a range of talks with the European commissioners concerning sanction prolongation against Russia, cancellation of visas for Ukrainians and ratification of the association agreement between Ukraine and the EU. Three. Antares rocket carrying supplies to the International Space Station has finally taken off from Virginia's eastern shore on October the 18th. This is a joint American, Ukrainian and Russian project, which have been finalized nearly two years of preparation as Antares exploded seconds after the previous launch, destroying the company's Virginia facility. The design of the core stage of the rocket was developed by Yuzhny Design Bureau and produced in Yuzhny machine building plant in the Ukrainian city of Dnipro. The engines were produced in Russia and rebuilt after the failed start in October 2014. The Ukrainian designers say a successful launch of Antares is a perspective for rapid growth of Ukraine's aerospace industry. The example of Antares is proof of the unique cooperation between Ukrainian and American companies. Around the world, there are a few similar cases of cooperation. We practically have all technologies to design every element for that project. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv.
Jaden Chernoboy from Steinbach, Manitoba, from his CD in tradition, and a medley of some folk songs, not quite Ukrainian, but certainly beloved by Ukrainians. And those songs were, of course, You Are My Sunshine and This Land is Our Land. Here's what's coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On Wednesdays, catch Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasting live from Nanaimo to north and central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and in the greater Vancouver listening area. Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY Radio Malaspina, 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. Tomorrow, October 23rd, there will be a film screening of a film called Second Chance about Ukrainian orphans in Ukraine, directed by Adriana Luhave of Montreal. It is the story of Canadians helping orphans in Ukraine have a better life. The film screening takes place tomorrow, Sunday, October 23rd at 2 p.m. at Holy Trinity Ukrainian Orthodox Auditorium, 154 East 10th Avenue in Vancouver. Admission is by donation. Nasholos now airs in international syndication on the PCJ Radio Network, broadcasting weekly on AM, FM, and shortwave radio to over 20 countries. Information and podcast links on PCJ Radio at www.pcjmedia.com. Channel 8 Omni airs two Ukrainian-language TV shows in the Vancouver viewing area, Contact TV Sundays at 7 a.m., with repeats Tuesdays at 9 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 a.m., and Forum TV Sundays at 8 a.m., with repeats on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Thursdays at 12 noon. And at 6 p.m. on Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me for another hour of fun on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nash Holos and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds and more, visit our website at www.nashholos.com.
very prolific group from Winnipeg that is still going strong. They've been around a long time. They're still gigging around town. They put out three CDs. That Polk medley that you just heard is from their most recent tribute to Ukrainian heritage. And up next is another prolific group from Winnipeg. They are called Shum. Here they are with the Ron Kahoot classic, Fly, Kozak, Fly. Kozakin, Kozakin. Riding with his fellow Cossack at his side, and you can feel the Cossack full of pride and passion's grace on their way to glory, trusting in their faith to lead them on to victory. And grace of God, believe in freedom, is a right that all men have to see. And fighting for what you believe in has to be. It's a right man have to see So won't you fly, Cossack, try, Cossack Against those Turks and Tatars, go, Cossack, show, Cossack That is where your heart is beat, Cossack, free, Cossack Lead us all to victory God be with you, live, Cossack, love, Cossack Such a spirit must be free, Cossack, be, Cossack Freedom is for you and me We are brothers for eternity And our proverb of the week translates as silent waters cut away the shore. And that about wraps it up for another edition of Nasholus Ukrainian Roots Radio. To wrap it up, we have the Canadian Rhythm Masters from Winnipeg from their CD Hooked on Ukrainian Music and the Western River Waltz.
I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and PCJ Radio. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, Dopabachinya. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.